Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, with no Alice Band ever again. The band has gone for good. Yes, you'll be pleased to know. Yeah, but your hair still looks stupid. Well, that's down to interpretation. Yeah, mine. Okay, well, let's just move on. And we've got loads of reactions to the Premier League's action coming up, including my team, Manchester United, up against the Blades, but we start on Jose Mourinho and Jurgen Klopp. Now, Klopp, incidentally, has been awarded the FIFA Men's Coach of the Year for 2020. Would you believe that? Yeah, beating the Bayern Munich manager who won five trophies in a season. Yeah. What did uh, Jurgen Klopp win? Just one, was it? Just the Premier League. Okay, fine. Well, you might remember in yesterday's poddy that the special one wasn't happy with Kloppy's antics on Wednesday night. Play audio. The referees, they let him behave the way he does. It's not my problem. I feel sad for it because I cannot do it. It's just the way it is. You'll hear from Mark Lawrenson and Gabby Agbonlahu shortly, but this is Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, agreeing that there is an agenda from the media against the special one. His character divides people's opinions. He is a unique product of a game that often lacks authenticity and lacks characters. Whether you like him or you don't like him, whether you disagree with him or you agree with him, what you get from Mourinho is what Mourinho means a lot of the time. What you got from Mourinho was a press conference that was absolutely brilliant. I'm sick to the back teeth of hearing Klopp telling me how many injuries he's got. I think it's interesting for, for, for Mourinho to push back and go, well, let's have a look at your players and how many you've got available. I think he's box office. I think he brings a level of interest to the game that supersedes the standard as a game of two-half mentality that we've had to listen to for years. And I do think there's an agenda. If Mourinho was jumping up and down on that touchline, doing the histrionics that Klopp was, the media would be going, bang, look at Mourinho. Klopp, because he's got a $64 million smile and everyone likes him, gets away with it. Signo is Mourinho when Spurs score. The way he celebrates some of the goals. He's had some moments. This is Exactly. True. This season as well. It's, I think it's different when a manager celebrates a goal right in front of the other manager. Do you know what I mean? I think that's wrong. But he didn't do that at Klopp. He celebrated with his own coaching staff, and that's fine. This is Jose Mourinho. I know it was a bigger game, but for FC Porto, ran down the side of the pitch. It's been turned in by Costinha! Last minute! And it could be the last minute of Manchester United's European season! I don't think he's got a leg to stand on with that, and Klopp will continue to do the same thing. And you want to see that passion for managers? I yeah. think he always has been a sore loser, to be honest. Liverpool is is the result of 1,000 
894 days of work with Jürgen. And we are the result of a work of 390 days. His team are four years behind in the development that Liverpool have enjoyed. And in a year, he's changed this team to such a level that he believes ceding possession to Liverpool for the entire first half did a job. They had one attack, bang, goal, mm. clinical, end of, end of the first half. Came out in the second half, took it to Liverpool. Liverpool didn't look anything like they did in the first half for the first 20 minutes. Spurs had three goal-scoring opportunities that were almost copper-bottomed and Liverpool get a header in the 89th minute. I think it's within the realms of Mourinho to say, I think given my plan for my side... The better side lost. Thank you. I'm yeah. I have honestly so many people to thank, and especially and most of all my coaches. He doesn't look happy with football. I'm not saying he doesn't look happy with Liverpool or the team or the, or the result. Just doesn't look happy with football. You know the big thing obviously is the five subs. I think I think he's got a point. When they first said the five subs, I kind of thought now it just makes the stronger teams even stronger. But actually, when you look at football now and the amount of games that we're having, and it's mad. And we've just had the whole European campaign. The first lot in about four or five weeks which was yeah. which is mad but it's something they had to do so I think this could be a special year and I, I do think they should bring it in now, Big Sam Allardyce is back in the Premier League, taking over from Slaven Bilic at West Brom. And he spoke exclusively to Jim White and Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Jordan, on TalkSport before anyone else, even his wife, even West Brom, even, well, us. He spoke to us first, as I've just said. He discussed how he'll get the baggies winning once again, but first he addressed the tag of Fireman Sam only being brought in to save teams from relegation. I sort of set my career out to working in all the divisions, up the divisions to finally get to Bolton. And I think perhaps what people may forget now, because it's such a long time, way back to 2007, what we actually built at Bolton, given the time. That team ended up in European Europa League football, Carling Cup final, top eight, finished better after four. But that soon gets forgotten in this game, Jim. So, you know, life took me in a different direction uh, because... Certain things happened, particularly at Newcastle and Blackburn. I lost all that credibility because obviously Newcastle had a change of ownership, I'd moved on. Blackburn had a change of ownership, they moved me on, and then you're becoming, where do I go next? And then it became what I have been doing for the last, uh, you know, few years. And this, I think, really is Sam Allardyce's moment, and he absolutely deserves it, and he's now on his own there. And quite rightly, too, it is all about Sam Allardyce for a few minutes because. These coaches and managers that don't last long these days in any league. One of my first questions is, is I might need help, but obviously in January, if we can. And that is if, if we can, and can we find a better player than we've already got? And only if he's a better player would I want to bring him in. That's a difficult task because of COVID, because of the understanding of the club and because of where they are at the moment. So they are prepared to, yes, get some players. We need to find where those players are. And who wants to let a player go in this pandemic? I mean, that is a particular problem. I can't see suggest at this moment in time how many players we need. By the time I'd finished four weeks and no wins in six games at Crystal Palace, I knew exactly what we needed to yeah, do yeah. and uh, obviously yeah. pushed beyond the brink of really probably where he wanted to go, which paid off in the end. And it's fired low through the crowd and Tammy Abraham will turn in the equaliser and Chelsea have come from three goals down to maybe snatch a point in the 93rd minute. West Brom look absolutely distraught. Looking back at some of the games they've had like Newcastle wasn't a victory but a point would have been precious a goal in the last minute 
three three nil up against Chelsea at half time, but not managing to hold out in the second half, ended up three three, and all those all those are very very crucial crucial decisions in terms of points, like you mean and. All of a sudden, you've gone 13 games and only one win. And unfortunately for Slaven, that's what cost West Brom to think they need to make a change. Time now to check in with my show. And he goes to the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm with, of course, the fun boy, Jason Cundy, looking back at the evening's Premier League football. It's a third for Manchester United. Bruno Fernandes, as so often, was instrumental in the build-up. And Marcus Rashford fired in his second goal of the game here. Yeah, I thought we played some uh, brilliant football between their first goal and their second goal. <laughs> of course, the end was a bit too uncomfortable from for, for my liking. But between there, we did play some excellent stuff. It is a personal nightmare for the man coming into the goalkeeping jersey of Manchester United, Dean Henderson against the club he served with such distinction. This is a test for you, son. How do you react now? Do you show that you're learning and maturing or do you uh, try to make up for it with um, trying and uh, look for things to do? But he uh, handled himself really well, made a fantastic save at the end, which, uh, of course, saved two points for us. There's a reason I'm talking about Chelsea, right? Who United are now above with the game in hand, yep. right? Chelsea have been spoken about as a possible side that could win the Premier League. Yeah. Right? I think I've had that conversation with you. Yeah, people have spoken about right. it, yeah. And Chelsea are losing games. They've lost their last two. Right? In fact, out of the last four, they've won one. Yep. Why are we having that conversation with Chelsea? Well, who's we? Why are people having a conversation about Chelsea's possible title winners? Because it's such a weird season. But but because not United, who are above them with a the game in hand. There is full time, and I think Wilder will take just a little bit of comfort from this. we just got to go on game by game. Every season's different. You know, obviously people come out with stats and, and, and records and whatever, and we have to accept that and, and, and understand it. But who knows? You know, there's, there's been bigger gaps that, that have been closed, and we've got to believe that we can pick up points and, and, and close the gap. I think we all understand that you know, 17th will be a remarkable finish for us in the position that we're in. Well, Bernie are leaving here with masks on, and I'm not talking about face masks. We're talking about bandits here. They've walked away with a point, and I don't know how. It's finished Aston Villa nil, Burnley nil. Pleased with the point overall, because they had a couple of good chances. We had a couple as well, but I thought they, was, they overedged it with the, the chance-wise uh, and the quality of chances, and the areas they got into more second half. So you come away with a, with a pleasing point, and on the back of three at Arsenal, three points at Arsenal. So, you know, you're never going to overthink that. Trust me, when you're two away, games against Arsenal and Villa and you take four points and two clean cheese. How would Jack Grealish be feeling? Because you could sense his frustration. He was doing everything right. Do you know what? He he was outstanding. The, the best player on the pitch by a country mile. His first touch, his awareness, the way he beats players, just the way he controls the tempo of the game for Villa. Absolutely. It was, it was a stellar performance that... that how he didn't end up on the winning side, I will never know. Well, I do know because he, he, his teammates just do not have the quality to finish things off. Ollie Watkins was quiet. I like Ollie Watkins. But Traore had a, had a couple of chances. El Ghazi had a couple of chances. I, Jack must have left that field thinking, I don't know what more I can do myself and setting things up and controlling the tempo of the game. I was only seven, Jazz. On, and Jack. I went to watch uh, Man United against the Albion. Right. And this is George Best. Willie Morgan, Bobby Charlton and the rest of them. And uh, the closest thing I've ever seen to George Best is Grealish. On to Arsenal now with the former Spurs midfielder Jamie O'Hara on Mikel Arteta and why time could be up for him at the Gunners. But first, this is David Seaman and why the board need to give him support. That's Arteta, not Seaman. 
And it's O'Hara talking about Arteta's time is up. Not O'Hara's. Anyway, you understand what I'm talking about. I see him on the sidelines. I see him speaking. And, and I know people at the training ground. And they tell me that his coaching techniques are fantastic. The thing is, what I look at, Jamie, is a lot of that team is was under Arsene Wenger. And it was under Emery. You know, so he hasn't got his own team yet. But the club needs to back him on that, you know, because we can all see that we still need players. You know, we got Gabriel, okay, he was stupid last night, kicking the ball away. And then, you know, he looked uncomfortable all game, if I'm honest. But, you know, then we got Partey, you know, and you need to add to that. You know, we need to get Pepe back in and, and play with confidence. They're so far off it. And they've just lost all sorts of identity of what they are as a team. And I just don't know where they're going. So as much as I, I, I do like Arteta, when he first come in, he got performances out of them. They won the FA Cup. And you'd go, all right, you know, it's all of a sudden they've got something going on where they, they look like they're moving forward. But the performances this season and, the, and, and, and from big players as well, they just look like they're down tools a little bit and the ill-discipline as well. Mikel Arteta's side have lost another player to a red card. It was a second yellow card for their defender, Gabriel. That comes, in my opinion, from the manager. You've got to instill performance in a team. You've got to instill a mentality in the side. And they just haven't got it. There's just no mentality. There's no winning mentality at Arsenal anymore. Everton are in good form. They're, they're organised. They've got a top manager. They, you know, I always, I always said that Arsenal should have gone for someone like Ancelotti. Arteta got the job. He's come in. In my opinion, it hasn't worked out. How long do you leave it? Because as I've said, Dale, 15th in the league. This is Arsenal Football Club. And, you know, I'm a realist. They're probably the biggest club a little bit bigger than than Spurs. They're they're a global football club, Arsenal, and it is not acceptable. Now, stay with Arsenal, sort of. Is it right to celebrate against your former club like Theo Walcott did the other night? Yes, of course it is, obviously. You'll hear from the former Mill striker Tony Cascarino, but first, this is Gabby Agbonha explaining why, of course, it's OK. Arsenal fans didn't really give Theo Walcott a lot of respect in his last few years at the club. I felt like every time he got injured or a poor performance, they'd be on his back harsh. And that really what made him leave the club. So for me, as well, the send-off, he didn't really get a good send-off from the club. In a club that he played a lot of games for, scored a lot of goals. Walcott's been the offside trap. He goes one-on-one with the goalkeeper and he slips it past Aurelio Gomez to score once again, Theo Walcott. I don't blame him for celebrating. It would have been nice to see if he'd celebrate, though, if it was a full house at the Emirates. Did it against Millwall, playing for Aston Villa. It was a bit personal, that that one, though, Al. It was um, before the game, I'm going out for a warm-up, and every time I warmed up, the Millwall fans were singing Judas. Oh, were they really? Because they they don't know. And look, I think I was a bit too sensitive at the time. Judas aimed at me feeling a traitor when the club wanted me out because they got offered a big fee by Villa and yeah. they, they told me I went to see them the, the uh, obviously the secretary spoke to the club said I'm not going to go you know I wasn't that eager to go at that particular time and they forced it they forced the deal to go through told me yeah. I had to go so a week later after talking to Villa and by the way I was delighted to go by then and um, so when I scored I celebrated and um, oh it's a bit of a dangerous thing to do coming from South London <laughs> out <laughs> Now, the Fulham boss, Scotty Parker, has been speaking to Tunstall's Ian Abrahams, a.k.a. the Moose, ahead of their game against Newcastle on Saturday night. Live only, block caps, on Tunstall. Moose, he started by asking Scott why he voted against having five substitutes per game. This is what he said when words fell out of his mouth. 
I understand that if there was evidence to, su- to suggest that the well-being of players is being affected during this time and obviously fitness-wise or injuries, there was a massive increase in injuries or we were seeing evidence that a lot of clubs are using all their free subs or you know there was an actual real impact, then I understand that it would have been the other way for me and I would have voted that. Um, for me, it, would ne- it wouldn't have been a- an advantage to us, not that it's an advantage now because it isn't, but certainly I, I-, I felt it would have a- been an advantage for the-, for the top teams. Nearly every game you're going to play now will be behind closed doors again, and even more clubs up and down the country today have found that games they-, they may have had in front of fans, they can't anymore. Is it maybe time to just say, right, let's just not have fans at games so it's a level playing field for everybody? It's definitely an advantage. I think we see that against Liverpool when, when the fans are in the stadium. It was incredible. Bobby Decord over. Reed take a bow. That was beautiful. On the volley, right-footed, edge of the area, straight past Allison. I also feel that that could be the case going an away to an away ground and having that that atmosphere still. So um, we've been in this sterile situation for such a long time now in terms of playing an empty stadium. So I also just don't think we're at a point or we're in any way you should be saying no, no fans, that team I think obviously if there's fans allowed in certain stadiums then bring them, it can only help, I think well, it can help people, it can help football, we want fans back in stadiums And back now to my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm Okay, so I went back to last season, okay so if you conclude last season yeah, I can. They've, they've picked up one point out of the last 48 one no. point out Stinks, I worked it out. Yeah, but not your maths is like. It's true. Is that true? One out of 48? So how many, is it, so many games? Oh, here we go. Oh, okay, oh, no, bear with me. Bear, so how many games have been played now? 13. Oh, that's so 13. That's three. Right, you got that? 13 threes are... I actually put it on, worked it out. I think I hold on, 30, 30, three threes. You've got to count that music. Hold on, so, hold on, hold on. Don't pick up a calculator. So, so, it's, so it's 13... 13 13 threes. 13 games. Okay. Yeah. Three threes and nine. So it's 30, three, 30, three, 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 three threes and nine. I had to work it out. Right. It's 39. Yeah. Okay. So I went back last season. I think they lost three of them. Three, 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 12. Uh, What's your workings out? <laughs> I've got 58 here now. <laughs> <laughs> well, keep going. <laughs> I'm under big pressure here. I've got to get. I've got to get, 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 get. Don't get your calculator out. How many games were the last season I say they lost? Back the last three. Yeah, three threes and uh, that's, that's, is it not three, three? Nine, nine. Hold on, three. What's your answer? Hold on. But the times run out. Forty-eight. I was right. So it's six games last season, is it? That's right. Six games last three. season. Three games. Right, three threes and nine. Yeah, and thirty-six is forty-five. No, it's worked it out to be thirty-nine. How, how can 39? it be? Well, they had 13 games they played, didn't they? How many games yeah. they played? 13 yeah. is 39. Three threes and nine. It's 39. 39 plus yeah. nine is? 48. Oh, yeah. That's nearly it for another podcasting thing. Let me remind you before you go, you can hear live and exclusive championship commentary at 8 pm on TalkSport 2 of Preston against Bristol City. That's tonight. And on Saturday, or game day, as we like to call it, live and exclusive Premier League football of Crystal Palace. Come on, the Palace against Liverpool. That one kicks off at half past 12. Then at half two, you've got game day live with Adrian Durham. Half past five, you have live and exclusive radio commentary of Everton against Arsenal. And then at 8 pm, we round off the day with Newcastle against Fulham again exclusively live to talk sport that's it I'm back at 4pm for Andy Goldstein's drive time show today 
alongside the wonderful Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks Talk Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Have a great weekend. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.